0: Section twenty two of Birds and Nature, volume eight, number two, September nineteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Origin of the Fish A Bird Fish Story. Once upon a time, and that was in the long ago, there lived a Cocoa Bird along the forest shores of the buzu river i am not quite certain in what country this river is but i believe it is somewhere in gazuzu land it does not matter much where it is or was but of one thing i am absolutely certain and that is that the river did exist else how could the bird have lived along its shores now this bird was quite beautiful could sing quite well and could fly quite gracefully accomplishments which all of the other birds of the community willingly admitted but the cocoa bird was very boastful in a loud arrogant voice he would proclaim himself the handsomest the most musical and the most graceful of all the feathered tribe at first his neighbors tried to ignore these boasts hoping that the cocoa bird would in time learn better manners but he did not on the contrary he became more boastful every day in fact, every minute, so that his presence became almost unbearable, causing great mental irritation and a feeling of nausea in those who were obliged to listen to him. A bird committee was therefore appointed to obtain an audience with the golden eagle, who was then the ruler of all the birds, and petition his majesty to convene the bird council, in order that suitable punishment might be meted out to the boastful Cocoa the very next day the meeting was called by special and very swift bird messengers the cocoa bird was brought a prisoner before the king of the birds the bird council and a vast concourse of birds from far and near who had come to witness the trial in a measured and stentorian voice the king asked the following questions of the culprit are you the handsomest of birds i am replied the cocoa bird are you the best singer among birds i am again replied the boastful bird are you the most graceful and the highest flyer among birds i am replied the braggart for the third time the king of birds then flapped his right wing and there came forth the gorgeous bird of paradise with the beautiful and wonderful tail feathers and crown at the sight of which the members of the bird council individually and collectively flapped their wings in admiration the eagle once more turned to the cocoa bird and in a terrible voice demanded are you still the handsomest among birds heed well your answer the cocoa bird gave one sidelong squint at the beautiful bird and said i am in a very indifferent tone of voice whereat the assembled birds were astonished the king of birds then flapped his left wing and there came forth a nightingale which began to sing so sweetly that some of the listeners fell from their perches out of sheer ecstasy and they would have been hurt by the fall had they not caught themselves in the air by means of their wings even the king of birds was greatly moved for he was seen to brush a tear from his right eye before he turned to the cocoa bird and spoke in a thunderous voice you have heard this marvellous singer are you still the best vocalist among birds heed well your answer the cocoa bird merely yawned and said i am and again the birds were greatly astonished the king of birds now nodded his head and there arose out of the multitude of birds a blue crane whose home was near the ginjago river in farthest india its wings moved in even silent graceful undulations it gradually rose higher and higher all of the birds with the exception of the cocoa bird watched it spellbound until it appeared a mere speck in the distance the cocoa bird gave one glance at the high flyer then curled one foot up in his feathers shook his head closed his eyes and dozed peacefully for the third time the king of birds turned toward the cocoa bird and spoke in a voice even more terrible than on previous occasions are you the most graceful and highest flyer among birds Answer me quick, and heed well your answer. The cocoa bird merely opened one eye and said sleepily, "I am Whereat the vast concourse of birds were astonished for the third time. Some opened their bills in amazement at such unheard-of audacity. Others hooted and screamed clamorously, demanding that the wicked cocoa be severely dealt with. The king of birds now flapped both wings to demand silence and attention those who had their bills open closed them with a snap and the clamorous ones became perfectly quiet the king then turned toward the council and spoke in an even stentorian voice as follows gentlemen birds of the council the prisoner otherwise known as the cocoa bird stands before you self-accused and self-condemned i commit him to your judgment let his punishment be as severe as the bird law will permit the bird council then adjourned to the large council tree where they remained in closed session for one hour they then returned to the bird assembly and the leader thus addressed the king of birds your majesty the grand council of this bird assemblage convene by you find the prisoner guilty and fix upon the following punishment one because of his boast that he is the handsomest of birds his tail and wing feathers shall be pulled out and all other feathers shall be shorn close two because of his boast that he is the best singer among birds he shall be struck dumb three because of his boast that he is the most graceful and highest flyer among birds he shall forever be prevented from moving in the atmosphere in which we move no sooner had the speaker finished when the handsome feathers of the cocoa bird disappeared this so surprised Koko that he actually awoke from his slumber. He tried to say, Well, well, what has happened? But could not utter a sound. The king of birds now flew away, which was the signal for the adjournment of the assembly. For, you see, their work was done. All of the birds began to depart for their respective home trees. But before doing so, each one said something sarcastic or insulting, hoping to humiliate the forsaken culprit this merely annoyed koko a little he tried to retaliate by boldly declaring that he was the handsomest the most musical and the most graceful of all birds as he had often done before but he could not for had not the council decreed that he be struck dumb he tried to catch the little sparrow who by his derisive twitterings annoyed him even more than the vulture by his coarse insults but his wings would not carry him he merely succeeded in falling into the buzu river now i shall be drowned he thought for you remember he could not talk but behold he did not drown by means of his featherless wings and tail he could swim beautifully on top of the water as well as in it his body feathers being gone they did not become water-soaked and give him the snuffles a severe cold or perhaps pneumonia koko was astonished to find that water which he had formerly feared was not bad at all he could drink whenever he wanted to without having to stand at the edge of the river-bank as he formerly did and get his feet all mud in time his wings and feet became fins and the feather-stumps became scales in other words the erstwhile boastful koko became a fish the koko fish for so must the koko bird be called now would have lived in the buzu river peacefully had not an owl noticed him one day oh ho what is this said the wise one blinking both eyes such a creature was never seen before i must investigate closer so saying he flew to a lower limb and looked hard at coco coco in turn stared at the owl out of one eye he did not wink or blink but simply stared and said nothing by my wisdom said the owl if this isn't coco i know him by his eye well well what may not happen next that night the wise owl repaired in all haste to ertzuk in tartary where the bird council was again in session and reported his wonderful find whereat the king of birds and all present were greatly astonished for the fourth time they expressed a fear that koko would some day leave his watery element and return to them the king turned to the wise one and said how would you know that the creature which you beheld in the limpid waters of the Buzu is the erstwhile cocoa? And let me remind you, heed well your answer. Ah, how do I know? Indeed, replied the owl by his eye, by his cold stare. Our enemy, the boa, also hath an eye with a cold stare. Is he therefore also a metamorphosed cocoa? Again, heed well your answer, continued the king in a somewhat sarcastic tone the owl winked and blinked adjusted his spectacles and made answer the undeniable evidence that the creature referred to is the metamorphosed cocoa bird is as follows all the wise birds of your kingdom including your humble servant have searched far and near and have found no cocoa bird we ahem i have found this creature with the cold stare therefore it follows that this staring scaly wingless and featherless creature must be the metamorphosed cocoa bird, for how could it be otherwise? All doubt vanished at such display of wisdom, and the king of birds at once dispatched the flip-flap bird to the banks of the Boozoo River, instructing him to keep a sharp lookout on the now scaly cocoa, and to drive him back into the water should he attempt to leave it. Even to this day, the guardian of fish may be seen perched upon a stump, closely watching the rippling waters. As soon as one of the finny tribe approaches near the surface, he makes a dash for it, compelling it to return with all speed. For his faithful services, the flip-flap bird has been dubbed kingfisher, which is a much nicer name. Albert Schneider. End of section twenty two.